Coming up on this week's show, it's the Big RT Recap. Welcome to the Big Gay Fiction Podcast, the show for readers and writers of gay romance fiction. If you can read it, write it, watch it, or listen to it, these two guys are going to talk about it. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Adams and Will Knaus. Welcome to episode 83 of Jeff and Will's Big Gay Fiction Podcast. I'm Jeff from jeffadamswrites.com. And as always, I'm Will from willknaus.com. This week's episode is sponsored in part by listeners just like you. We'll have more information on how you can help support the show in just a few minutes. Welcome, sir. Hello. Getting back in the saddle of podcast recording. Yeah, we've been home not quite 24 hours yet uh-huh. from our big RT week. <laughs> now, those who listened last week uh, know that we were daunted, might be a good word, by the upcoming week. And I'd say we survived with flying colors. <laughs> flying colors. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel good about the experience. Yeah. It was a good time, and we'll be talking about it a lot coming up throughout the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick writing updates. Somewhere on Mackinac came out last week. Uh, two, two good reviews, I would say. Uh, I've seen nothing less than three stars, and I think three stars is a good thing. Uh, a lot of people seem to like how I blended the setting and the characters and, and used Somewhere in Time uh, as the vehicle. I've gotten some really nice feedback on Twitter from a couple of people who actually live in Michigan, or it's their home state as well, and they liked how I represented it, which is is good because I kind of wanted to pay homage to the state a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with how it came out. Please go pick it up if you'd like. There'll be a link in the show notes if you're interested. And it's at Dream Spinner Press. Fantastic. Yes. Awesome. Very pleased. And of course, from from our own writing side, we attended our first two days at RT were spent attending a masterclass taught by Sherry Adair. On plotting. That was fascinating. That was a great two days. Sherry, <laughs> Sherry's awesome. She teaches fantastically, has this really nicely structured way to consider plotting on multiple levels using colorful sticky notes uh, to kind of mark out everything from your hero to your heroine to your villain to your location to things you need to get across in the scene. It was, it was really... Lots of things got clicking in my brain from that course. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it was your idea to take it when we were signing up for RT. What, what were your thoughts on it? Did you get what you wanted from it? Yes. Um, I said that if we were going to go to RT, that we definitely needed to do this. Um, this is what I was primarily interested in uh, experiencing. Um, Cherry Adair's master class... Uh, uh, is a two-day uh, class that Jeff just, just, of course, mentioned. Uh, the first day covers her post-it note method, um, and really it's uh, Cherry's um, in-depth way of outlining using a traditional three-act structure, but she uses different color post-it notes uh, to designate um, different things that happen in each scene of her book. Uh, uh, one color is going to signify the heroine, one color will signify the hero, another color is going to mention their backstory, uh, different color post-its going to be certain goals that need to be achieved in each scene, uh, and she puts them all up on her plotting board, and she 
plots out the entire book in depth so that when it comes time to sit down and write, she can blast through it super fast mm -hmm. because she knows exactly what's going to happen and she understands her characters intimately uh, and it makes for a much smoother, quicker, and pleasant first draft experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, the bulk of day one was about the post-it note method, uh, which I'd heard about before, and I was interested in uh, how she achieved that. Uh, so we learned that on day one. And then on day two, um, she focused on different aspects of writing. We covered things about characterization. Um, backstory. Uh, how important dialogue. backstory is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, I think everyone in the class got a lot out of it. Uh, and uh, Cherry is uh, spitfire. She's, <laughs> she's smart, and she's kind, and she's sassy, uh, and she's extremely mm. passionate about writing and uh, paying it forward and making sure that new writers have all the information they need to write the best book possible and then market that book uh, in the best way uh, to position it in the market. Mm -hmm. um, she's really fantastic. Um, if you ever have a chance to take one of her classes or see her speak in person, I highly recommend it. If you're if you're doing the master class and you're learning the plotting method, don't wear purple. <laughs> purple turns out is the villain color, and I was in purple the first day. So yeah, don't do that. Wear another color if you don't want to be the villain. If you want to be a villain, that's fine, but just be advised. Purple equals villain. Exactly. Uh, also part of the master class was a one-on-one -on -one session with Cherry where you got to sit down with her and talk about uh, the specifics of whatever project you are working on at the time. We uh, scheduled our one-on-one uh, -on -one time with Cherry for Friday afternoon. And we sat down in the lobby of the Hyatt and we hashed out uh, a bunch of um, motivation and characterization problems we were having with the first draft of our co-writing project. Mm -hmm. uh, Sherry's amazing. I mean, all she wanted, she didn't want like an outline or a, a synopsis or any in-depth stuff. She just said, okay, who are your characters? What are they doing? And then bam, off we went. She is uh, just... A fountain of inspiration, mm -hmm. and uh, she just sat there f with us for an hour, for an hour, and brainstormed different scenarios, different things that we could work with and tweak in our book, uh, making the story just that much stronger. Um, pretty remarkable. I, yeah. I had a blast. I think we, and I think we came with being able to ask the right questions because going through the class and then talking the couple of days after the class. Mm -hmm. To get ready for that meeting, we kind of knew where our problems were, yeah. and we could go and say, "Here's our story. Here's where we think the issues are," and then brainstorm with her to fix it. And it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, the villain work also, outside of my romance writing, I think is going to help a lot with my YA stuff. L understanding how to seed villain, the villain through the three-act structure, mm -hmm. and giving them more and more motivation to really make them bad 
people. <laughs> you know, amp up my villains a little bit in the YA. So I think that's going to be that's going to be an, an additional, you know, something I got from that course as well. So it was it was an awesome time and I really enjoyed the uh, the sit down time with her. Yeah. I hope we make her proud with the final book. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too. I, I I can't wait to sit down and start working on the manuscript. Yeah. It's going to be good. Also, quickly, we want to give a huge thanks to everyone who participated in Tammy Middleton's Autism Awareness Month auction. She raised more than $4,000 for the charities that she was working with. Yeah, that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. Congratulations to Tammy. And again, thanks to everybody who who went and bid on some some goodies there. Another auction that we mentioned uh, in last week's episode is now underway. The Readers and Writers for LGBT Chechnyans is now underway and running until Saturday, May 13th at noon Central Time. That's U.S. Central Time. Included in the items that forbid are signed books from Damon Swade, P.A. Singer, Amy Tasukeda. I hope I pronounced your name right because you're such a friend of the podcast. Uh, Jillian St. Curvin, Cage Harper, Kim Vilding, Morticia Knight, Jordan L. Hawk, and many more. Uh, you can get details and bid at readers and writers for lgbtchechnians.wordpress.com or check the show notes of this episode uh, for a more direct link to that. Uh, it's an important cause uh, to raise money for these charities to help these uh, men in Chechnya who are being uh, taken from their families and killed simply for being gay. So we hope you can uh, give some uh, much-needed funds to these auctions and uh, help those charities out. Yes. Also, we want to thank our newest patrons. Patrons of the podcast are always appreciated. Absolutely. Uh, this week we have Lindsay, Sarah, and Andrea. It's or actually Lindy. Truly. Sorry, but it's true. Let me try that one more time. A very big thank you to our newest <laughs> patrons, Lindy, Sarah, and Andrea, or Andrea. Uh, however you guys say your names, I'm so sorry. And we do we, love you to pieces. We do appreciate you, I swear. You can help support the Big Gay Fiction Podcast with a monthly pledge through Patreon. For less than the price of a coffee a month, your pledge helps pay the costs of producing and distributing this show. Now, for fans who pledge at the silver and gold levels, we'll have the exclusive opportunity to ask questions of our upcoming guest. And, and there are some good ones coming. Uh-huh. Good ones. And you can find the post all about them on Patreon. Yes. Um, so you can get the details on becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash biggayfictionpodcast. In Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams, Jordan Monroe travels to Mackinac Island for the Somewhere in Time fan celebration weekend. Once there, he becomes attracted to local stable owner Miles Coulter. When Jordan learns the stable's in trouble, he wants to help despite Miles' resistance. As their relationship grows, he dreads the issues that face them. Can they forge a love as timeless as the romance in their favorite film? Find out in Somewhere on Mackinac by Jeff Adams. Available from DreamSpinnerPress.com, Amazon.com, and other ebook retailers. So before we get back into the big RT wrap-up, I've got a couple books to review. Because I finished one on the trip and finished another uh, at, while we were recording the two episodes previously. So... First up is At the Edge of the Universe by Sean David Hutchinson. Uh, I picked this up primarily because of the cover. Something about this cover just was like, pick me up and look at me when I saw it in the bookstore. Um, and it's it's an interesting way. The, the, the blurb really drew me into it because of what it says is Tommy and Ozzy have been best friends since the second grade. Boyfriends since the 8th grade, they spent countless days dreaming of escaping their small town, and then Tommy vanished. 
But the secret there is he ceased to exist, erased from the minds of everybody that knew him except Ozzy. Mm. What does that even mean? So I had to buy the book and figure that out. This book was such a page turner as Ozzy is trying to figure out where exactly Tommy has gone and why it is he is the only person who remembers them, him, them, him. Uh, and what he discovers shortly after the book begins is not only is Tommy missing, but the entire universe is shrinking. And it shrinks throughout the run of the book. Each chapter header is not chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. It's the number of light years across the universe is, and you watch it shrinking chapter by chapter by chapter because of this, the, the, the nomenclature, the chapter titles. Uh, it makes for a very compelling and page-turning book as you're trying to figure out what exactly is happening in, in Ozzy's world. Um, and I, where I have a, a difficulty with this book, and, I, and yet I still recommend it because it was such an amazing read, is I couldn't figure out at the end what I was supposed to take away from it. Hmm. I know exactly what happened at the end, and I'm not going to spoil it for those who do read it, but I'm like, I don't quite know what I'm supposed to take away from this, other than the fact that I had a wonderful time reading this book. Because not only is Ozzy trying to figure out what's going on, he's still trying to be a teenager, too. His He's got a best friend who is gender fluid, which was a great uh, character type to read in a YA book. Um... And his friend is on the cusp of becoming a big rock star um, as they graduate high school. Uh, he has to deal with bullies, as has ha can happen in high school. He's got to deal with his phys physics project, which is making a roller coaster. It's a great book. It's a fun book. If you read it and you understand the end, let me know. Because <laughs> I would like some clarity there, perhaps, or at least a discussion on it. <laughs> what it reminded me of, too, there's a Star Trek The Next Generation episode where Dr. Crusher is somehow sucked into a science project that Wesley has. And she perceives herself on the Enterprise, but people are disappearing. And people they're like, I don't know who Commander Riker is. What are you talking about? Uh, and eventually the Enterprise shrinks away to nothingness. Don't know. But that was what it reminded me of. Good book. Check it out. And then I read, because, you know, Will is on top of the people who've given this a great review. I have now also read The Social Scoundrel by Cat Sebastian. Oh my god, it's awesome. I mean, Jay saying it was awesome, and you saying it's awesome. Of course, it's awesome. But <laughs> I loved the mystery aspect of it, trying to sort out, you know, the case that uh, Jack and Oliver were on. I loved that very historical sex because Kat does write some really good sex between these two. And I like how it evolved from their tentative first goings of, oh my God, we really shouldn't do this, to uh, we're going to do this anyway, <laughs> and we're going to enjoy it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not going to go into a lot of backstory on this book, because Will covered it all back in episode 82, but I also am very much on the Cat Sebastian bandwagon. Mm -hmm. uh, written reviews for both of these are up at jeffandwill.com. Fantastic. So, shall we show off our prize for the people who are on the video the video feed as we transition back to our RT discussion? Yes. Um, the short but sweet review of our RT experience is that we enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. We probably should have mentioned at the top of the show that it is... <laughs> this episode is 100% us talking about our Romantic Times Book Lovers Convention adventure. 
Uh, I so, think we kind of covered that up so, <laughs> when we said it was the big RT recap episode. So, uh, yeah, short and sweet. We loved it. Um, and that's it. No, I'm, I'm oh, we're done now? I'm okay, kidding. bye. I'm no. kidding. That's not it. We're going <laughs> to go into a little bit of detail and break down what we did exactly. Uh, first off is the RT swag bag. Now, whenever you attend RT, you get a bag when you sign in, and it's got a bunch of awesome swag and some free books. And since mm -hmm. there were two of us and we don't need two exact copies, we wanted to give one of our swag bags to you our valued listeners. Mm -hmm. So here is what is in the RT swag bag for 2017. First off, you get this really gorgeous uh, black, white, and red tote. Uh, Shayla Black and Sylvia Day were this year's sponsoring authors. Um, it's a really big, awesome, hefty tote bag. It's got mm -hmm. lots of cool pockets, uh, lots of places to stow things. Um, uh, ladies, it could make a really ginormous uh, purse. You could shove a whole lot of crap in here. Um, <laughs> or so, take it on the beach for your summer getaway. Exactly, exactly. So you're going to get the tote bag, and it's going to be filled with books. Uh, first off, uh, in our giveaway pack, we're going to give you uh, Forgotten Paradise by Shira Anthony. I talked about this book not too long ago. Loved it to pieces. Uh, Janet Ivanovich's latest paperback, Curious Minds. Also, we're going to include uh, this guy right here, Jeff Adams' paperback copy of Flipping for Him. We have a copy of Jessica Freely's All the Colors of Love. Also, we have L.A. Wits' If the Seas Catch Fire. Also included is BCC, a lesbian romance written by L.A. Witt as well under her uh, pen name Lauren Gallagher. So this bag is chock full of awesome reads uh, and a whole bunch of swag. There's like pins, uh, the writing kind and the cute little promotional button kinds that you wear. Um, there's bookmarks and postcards and all sorts of cute little tchotchke type stuff. Uh, filling uh, The bag is basically filled to the brim with all sorts of great stuff uh, that you are going to want. So... Sir, fill them in on the Rafflecopter for this week. Yes, there is a Rafflecopter on the show notes for episode 83, in which you can enter to win the snatty bag over there. Uh, we'll have a way for you to, of course, get your default entry, and then you'll be able, there'll be a couple ways we'll put in there so that you can get your uh, daily entries as well. The Rafflecopter will only run for one week, so you only have until Sunday... That might be May 14th at 11.59 uh, p.m. Pacific time to get your entries in. This will ship to U.S. and Canada only. Yes. So be sure to check out BigAFictionPodcast.com for the Rafflecopter on this particular episode. And remember, you only have seven days. That is May 14th. So get your entries in before then. Yes. And just to wrap up, little tangent. The, the Paul Richmond Rafflecopter is wrapping up as we're recording this episode, so yes. we'll let you know who wins that in episode 84 next week. Fantastic. So let's, let's, let's talk about our RT experience. Yes, let's. Now, we've already told you we had a great time, which we did, and you know from last episode, we were trepidatious, to say the least. And while it is ginormous, and if you saw some of our pictures on Facebook <laughs> across the week, 
you saw some of the ginormous crowds at some of these events uh, that happened and some of the gigantic queue lines that formed as people waited to get into said events. Um, even with that, it, all the people, it was it was tremendous. It yes. really was. And Sherry Adair's workshop was just the beginning of it uh, for us. Yeah. So, um, let me... Okay, let me say this. We, we talked to some uh, previous RT veterans... Uh, who mentioned uh, how much they enjoyed this year's conference uh, and how this year is slightly s smaller than previous years. Uh, they f uh, Essentially, the conference sort of fluctuates depending upon the location. Mm -hmm. uh, this year was a little, little more intimate than years past. Um, the Atlanta Hotel, uh, the Hyatt, was it the Hyatt in downtown? Yes, the Hyatt um, downtown. Uh, was... Uh, well uh, appointed. Uh, we loved our rooms. We loved the hotel. The easy access to basically a mall filled with you know any kind of food you ever need. And um, there were three floors of convention space. That uh... it kept everything really close at hand. Uh, our understanding from people who went to Vegas last year was that you had to walk 2,000 miles to get to the exhibit space yeah. from the hotel, and there was really no easy gathering point either. Here, the ho the lobby of the hotel yeah. was a pretty vibrant gathering space mm -hmm. yeah, from about 6 in the morning, because I was downstairs at 6 <laughs> each morning getting coffee and doing some writing or doing some administrative work on some stuff. And the, the lobby started to come to life as people were working out or meeting for breakfast or whatever. And it stayed that way through the night. And then the three floors below the lobby was Convention Central. Yes. And I think the three floors um, gave everyone some breathing room. Instead of like one con single convention space that everyone sort of jammed into, mm -hmm. there were three different floors kind of spacing things out. Um, it took a little getting used to at first, knowing where to go and when, but we figured it out by the end. Uh, it wasn't a problem. So yeah. we really enjoyed the location uh, up front. We wanted to say that. Yeah. Uh, really well well chosen by the committee at RT. Thank you for that. And uh, let's start with our travel to Atlanta. <laughs> our travel was rather nice. Uh, we did get upgraded thanks to Jeff's points. Yeah, my jet-setting ways <laughs> paid off in, in a nice way. What didn't work so well with the travel is, is that our luggage initially did not make the San, Fran the San Francisco to Atlanta trip with us. So on Monday, we were left in the same clothes we were wearing on uh, Sunday. Yay! Yeah, which is not the best way to start the week. But. No, uh, but our bag eventually did show up. So we had all of our clothes and all of our supplies that we were going to need for the week ahead. Yes. So, um, Tuesday night... After class, we went and experienced Damon Swade's Cinema Craptastique. That was awesome. Um, Cinema Craptastique is, is an annual event hosted by uh, the... What's a good word to describe Damon? The Force of Nature. For, yeah, that's it, exactly. Um, hosted by Damon Swade. Uh, and the, several other authors kind of run the event with him. Uh, essentially... He uh, shows a movie and then comments on it, uh, sort of MST style. Mm -hmm. uh, this year's movie was the Mariah Carey classic, Glitter. 
<laughs> so, yeah, it was a, a unique, <laughs> amazing experience. Yeah, you may have noticed if you were at all looking at the podcast Twitter feed Monday night, we were playing along a little bit uh, with what he was doing uh, with Cinema Craptastic. It's pretty amazing that that trends worldwide, mm-hmm. that it's got a following of people who, if they're not at RT, will tune into Twitter using the RTCC uh, hashtag and follow along. They'll even run the movie because the Twitter audience in the auditorium will say when to start and to stop the movie so that they can kind of keep up. The There was somebody in the audience, they, there's a prize that gets given out at the end uh, for whoever tweets the most during the movie. I don't think we were more than about 30 minutes in, maybe, maybe 45, and somebody had already managed to tweet 230-something times. It was mind-blowing. Crazy, crazy. But if you ever get the chance to see Damon do Cinema Craptastique, he does them at uh, Coastal Magic, which is where he does the tryout each year for what he does at RT, and then he'll do it again at RT. You really need to go, because it is a hoot. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't make it all the way through Glitter. Um, we called it uh, quits kind of early uh, in preparation for the first full day of the convention on Wednesday. Yeah, we had uh, we went to the opening breakfast and, and saw all of the the opening speeches and things, which were really really good to hear for the, you know since we'd never been before. And then we moved on to a marketing panel that uh, was hosted by Dream Spinner's uh, marketing director and friend of the podcast, Poppy Dennison, along with uh, Tara Lane. Uh, well, I say we attended. Uh, I actually ended up playing bouncer to this event <laughs> because it uh, got over full really fast. About they, they were still about 15 minutes from starting, and the hotel security was there going, you can't have this many people in the room. You people need to get out. Um, and so I was positioned outside the door, handing out Poppy's business cards, letting people know that they could get the presentation from her if they just emailed. <laughs> it was it was pretty insane. Uh, it was also the moment we shot our first video for the for the event. Uh, as we Poppy initially kicked uh, initially kicked out all the authors that she already knew or worked with closely. So out in the hallway at what they called the the tent city. Uh, where folks like Mary Calme and uh, Shawn Michael and uh, who else was out there? Was Jay it? was there. Joyfully, Jay was out there. A whole bunch um, of people. <laughs> and so we just did a little video that you can catch on our Facebook page of these people who had been kicked out on the first day of RT from a, from a presentation. It was pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Next up, we went to the Hot New Trends in Publishing panel. Um, that included uh, Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, Eliza Petruzzi, Carolyn Robertson, and uh, a couple of others. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, it was nice to hear Sarah's perception on things from her position as a blogger mm-hmm. and podcaster. Yeah. Uh, Eliza is an editor with the Romantic Times website, so her take on what she sees was fascinating also. And then Carolyn Robertson is from BookBub. And so those three, along with uh, the others on the panel, all had an interesting perspective. You know, paranormal seems to be on its way out. Gothic seems to be on the rise. New adult seems to be kind of plateauing a little bit. But there's different data points, too, because RT is seeing certain things in the books that they're receiving to review. And in some cases, BookBub is still seeing high traction on its mailing lists for certain things as well. Mm -hmm. So it it was a fascinating hour. 
that I really enjoyed. Yeah, it was a really good panel. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think one of our highlights of this whole thing was that we fanboyed over Mark Lefebvre from Kobo Writing Life. Now, we got to know Mark initially because of the Creative Pin Podcast. Kobo Writing Life is a sponsor of Joanna's show. Uh, Mark Lefebvre is often on doing the ad reads, but he's been on Joanna's show a few times and some other podcasts that we listen to talking about his take on self-publishing from his perch as the director of Kobo Writing Life and um, also director of author relations for Kobo. And we're standing in the lobby of the hotel. It's like, oh my God, it's Mark Lefebvre over there. (laughs) And we introduced ourselves, ended up, had a lovely conversation with him uh, about the industry and what his, some of his writing journey. And we talked about our stuff and he asked us to go on a quick Facebook live with him uh, for Kobo Writing Life. And that was pretty epic as well. Yeah. So fun. And, you know, he's Canadian, so he's super duper nice. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it was it was very cool getting to know him. And we had a, we went to a couple of his panels. Uh, I had the honor of bailing him out on one of the panels later. I think it was on Thursday because he didn't have an HDMI cable on him. And so I had to run the gauntlet from the very bottom of the convention center down on LL3 up to our room on 10 to fetch the to fetch the HDMI cable and get back with 13 minutes to go and the the one issue if there was if you could truly call it an issue with the hotel was that the the number of elevators they had available couldn't quite cope with the capacity of people trying to use them at any given time mm-hmm. so while it may sound easy to traverse 13 floors in 13 minutes it's not as easy as it sounds <laughs> So, yes, your nerdish, nerdish tendencies got you in good with the grand poobah over at <laughs> Kobo, which is uh, not a bad thing at all. Not um, at all. Um, so, let's see, what else did we do? Um, you went to a panel advertising on a budget. Yeah, which dovetails right in there with what I'm trying to learn about Facebook ads in general. Mm-hmm. And this didn't delve too deeply on Facebook, but it looked at some other avenues to get some either free or low-cost advertising. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of notes from that that I'll be trying to implement over the coming you know, weeks and months as I try to, to figure out my target audiences. Mm-hmm. So while Jeff went to that advertising panel, I went to a panel about uh, alpha male characters. Uh, and sitting on that particular panel were authors Sarah Humphreys, Rebecca Zanetti, Cherry Adair, and Stella, Stella Barcelona. And basically they talked about their favorite types of heroes uh, and some of the alpha men that they've written into their various books. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, they gave away some great prizes. I won a book from Cherry. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it was a good time was had by all in that panel. And I want to read one of her books. Yes. Because they, they sound fun going through the... The jungles and stuff. <laughs> yeah, she. Oh gosh, she she writes wild, crazy action romances. Uh, so yeah, even it piqued my interest. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and after that, we came back together to go to holding out for a hero. Uh, this is a panel that you could actually see live streamed via our uh, Facebook page because there's there's a Facebook group out there called I, I believe it's called Holding Out for a Hero. Uh, and they actually brought this panel together and live-streamed it, so we shared it over to our audience. This was really fun. Uh, it was Serena Bowen, and you guys know, if you've, you've been around this podcast for more than a few minutes, that I'm a huge Serena Bowen fan, so of course I turned up where she was. 
uh, Kristen Ashley and uh, Lorianne Heath were also there. And they each took uh, a hero from one of their books that they deemed as their their classic hero, the one they keep getting asked about over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and talked about that character's origin story, how they create series around them, and why they think these heroes in particular uh, were so successful for them. It was a it was a really good panel uh, to hear, and of course, you know, Serena was there, and I actually got to meet her in person for the first time. We'd shared Skype screens before for the podcast, but... To, to meet in person was fun. She signed my books and uh, got a picture with her. And I totally fanboyed there for, you know, a few minutes. Because it was awesome. And if you're watching the live stream and the lights suddenly go out in the room, <laughs> that was that was my <laughs> that was my coordinated husband, Jeff. Um, we were standing in the back of the room and Jeff happened to lean onto the light switch <laughs> And everyone freaked out for half a second. Yeah, like no, just me. Sorry. Yeah, it's the it's the two guys in the back of the room. Ugh, okay, <laughs> okay. So yeah, we made an impression. That's for sure. Yeah, we certainly <laughs> did. Uh, we tried to go to City Chicks, Southern Bells, and Bad Boys uh, after that, but that was a touch too crowded for our taste. Yeah, yeah, very very crowded. Yeah, you, we walked in, but oh, okay. <laughs> Let's not do this. Yeah, so we kind of skipped that. Uh, particular event yeah i did enjoy uh the dinners and such that we had uh we got to hang out with people that we you know either only see on facebook or maybe have on the podcast or something um monday we got to sit down with brandolin and william and wade kelly and jay yeah so we had two bloggers well brandolin's now a former blogger but still a contributor to our show uh william is uh a pa to many authors um, so he was there helping out as well. Wednesday night, we got to go out with Tara Lane and Wade Kelly again and Casey Byrne and, uh, our fabulous friend, Kayla, Kayla, who was evil and turned us on to the idea of cheesecake cupcakes because she lives in Atlanta and that's where this particular, um, well, actually, no, I'm sorry. She goes to Atlanta a lot because of Dragon Con and, uh, she discovered this place mm-hmm. and, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Pretty yummy. So that was our Wednesday. Um, Before we continue with Thursday and Friday's activities, uh, I want to uh, express and point out that um, Archie has a little bit of something for everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. It is a huge event uh, meant primarily for readers. And over the course of essentially an entire week, there is just... uh, in a, a crap ton of programming that goes on. There are tracks for writers. There are uh, panels for readers. There are uh, pop-up signings. There are meet and greets. There are parties sponsored by publishers where they hand out, you know, tons and tons of books. There are the really big, ginormous-themed uh, costume parties. Um, it just uh, an amazing array of things to do throughout the week and the things that we're highlighting are the things that we chose uh, out of the the huge assortment of things that you can do at RT so that it's what we're talking about expresses our particular interests Um, Mm -hmm. if you're say you're a reader only um, there are just a ton of uh, different panels 
given by popular authors. There are parties. There are uh, game panels, essentially. Um, if you're if you're a reader and a seasoned RT goer, you can make out like a bandit. Yeah. There are women who come home from the conference with multiple, multiple humongous pieces of luggage packed to the brim with books. Um, uh, if you play your cards right, you can go to these various events, most of them sponsored by the publishers themselves, and you get to meet all of your favorite authors. You can play games and win a ginormous, uh, a, a, a crazy assortment of prizes and uh, gift gift uh, baskets and um, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's insane. There was somebody on the elevator. I think it was Friday, <laughs> who had the bellman pushing the cart, and they had yes. like six bags along the top bar where you would normally hang hanging bag, uh, you know, like a hanging clothing bag. Six tote bags about the size of the RT bag we showed you at the uh, earlier, and the, uh, clearly they'd made out pretty yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and Will's right with with what we're talking about here. In each hour of the day, from about ten o'clock to five o'clock, there are probably between ten and fifteen things to choose from each hour yeah. to go to. When we were trying to sort our schedules out, we would sit down. Like on Tuesday night, we would sit down to prep to plan where we were going to be on Wednesday. And I think the way that we planned it helped us not make it overwhelming Mm -hmm. because we knew our plan for the day. We might have two or three things that we might choose in an hour and the last minute go, we're going to that. Yeah. But we weren't having to make a choice on the fly of 15 things either. And I think that helped keep it under control and make it doable for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I think RT can be experienced by anyone, no matter what your personal level of comfort is with large crowds. Uh, I am pretty much a hardcore introvert, and um, I was uh, I was pretty worried going into this, as you may recall from last week's episode. But um, yeah, I was able to manage perfectly fine, mm-hmm. um, and I only had to do the things that I was interested in. So, so whether if, you know, if you're skittish and a little shy and it's your very first RT, you can, you know, go at your own pace, do your own thing. Or if you've gone, you know, several years in a row and you're an old pro and you know exactly know, you know, you know where to go when to get all the best stuff, uh, you can do that too. And you can go from like morning to midnight, uh, uh, partying and gathering up armloads of books. Um, there's there's literally something for everyone. Yeah. Okay. That's very true. Looking at our Thursday, uh, we kicked off the day uh, going to a newsletter panel with Sarah Wendell, uh, again from Smart Bitches, and uh, Mel Jolly, who is an author's assistant but also runs Authors RX, uh, which I need to sign up for, by the way, because I want her tips because... Her, she and Sarah gave some tremendous tips on newsletter, which kind of re- revitalized the way I think of my own author newsletter, uh-huh. uh, which was pretty great. Uh, after that was uh, the one reader event that I took place took took place in took part in, <laughs> uh, Dreamsmitters Apples to Apples, which was a hoot. 
it's essentially a clean version of Cards Against Humanity, which I have to say I've never played. Uh, but essentially, the authors would give a word, and then the readers had to pair other words against it. I made it clear up front, after getting two cards that had spider-related answers on it, <laughs> that nobody who put a spider card into my hand to pick from was going to win. <laughs> Wasn't going to happen. Uh, but that was fun. We gave away a lot of, of spiffy swag to our readers, and readers came away with uh, some pretty awesome Dream Spinner stuff mm-hmm. as well. So that was I enjoyed that quite a lot. Yeah. So while Jeff took part in the Apples to Apples event... Um, large groups of peoples and playing peoples, um, large groups of people and playing games isn't exactly my thing. So while Jeff was doing that, I went downstairs and sat in on the Harlequin Karina Press spotlight, and they had uh, several of their main editors uh, on the panel talking about you know what they're you know what's coming up, uh, certain trends and what they're looking for. So that was nice. That was that's, fun. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then we ran into Mark LeFay from Kobo again. This was the this was the panel I bailed him out on because I had the cable. Uh, the Maximize Your Author Earnings uh, was... It was a good panel. I didn't get to stay for all of it because we had to go set ourselves up for the social media fair. Uh, but I enjoyed kind of his lay of the land and his thinking about wide versus Amazon and, you know, what it can mean to be in a place like Kobo especially for global presence mm-hmm. and how that can increase mm-hmm. uh, your positioning in the worldwide marketplace yeah. rather than just thinking about Amazon in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, and we did catch uh, Z.A. Maxfield and Tara Lane in a pop-up signing. Yes. Um, pop-up signings are, are pretty cool. They just they crop up during the day and suddenly, boom, there's some authors out there signing books and giving things away. Yeah. And we love Zam and we love Tara, so we were we were happy to stand. We caught it early, so we got to stand in the line before it got crazy too, town. Too crazy, yeah. <laughs> and and got a couple things. I have to say that this both Zam and Serena, because I think we were talking as they were signing. I now have books signed by these two authors using their actual real names, <laughs> which I knew Zam's. I did not know Serena's before. <laughs> And they're like, I'm so sorry. It's like, that's okay. That makes that book an extreme collector's item <laughs> that I will never give away. <laughs> um, and then we went on to Social Media Fair, mm-hmm. where we were sitting at a table for an hour talking about podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had several stations here for authors to come talk about things like newsletters and using Facebook Live and using Instagram and using Twitter and various social media aspects to promote yourself as an author and also to understand how to promote in a way that you're not always promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, as Poppy from Dream Spinner often says about things like Facebook and Twitter, it's about, you know, for every one time you might talk about your book, you need to spend five or six times talking about your cat, the weather, the food you're eating, the music you're listening to, the thing you're watching on TV or whatever else it is. So that you're not just always promote, 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 promote. Mm-hmm. I had a good time with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we met some great people. We met uh, a couple of folks from Bold Strokes Books. Uh, you may have seen the video where we had a quick conversation with a couple of the people from Bold Strokes talking about their RT experience, uh, the panel that they had done uh, on lesbian romance, and the readings that they were doing in Atlanta on Friday night, which I'm sad to say we didn't get to, but... We thought about it if that counts. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and we hope to have the, some folks with bold strokes on the show here to talk more about that uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to talk to briefly some people who stopped by our table and basically um, say how much they enjoyed the show. Um, which, yeah, it was. I was surprised to find out how many people just say, "Oh, you're the podcasting guys." It's like, <laughs> well, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and that was even occasionally before we were sitting at the at the podcast table. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool to know that you know our our reach extends, I think, beyond where we thought it would. Yeah, I was. Pleasantly, I didn't. I didn't go into this with any expectations that anyone would have any idea who the hell we were. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised that there were there were some people who knew who Jeff and Will were uh, and were fans of the show and had had watched. Uh, so that made me very very happy. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. Um, again, we stuck our head in the Kensington Peaches and Cream party because there was, there was at least one author there that we thought we might say hello to uh-huh. until that became a sea of people. If we had separated for a moment, and I ended up in the room first, and I stood where Will could see me when he walked in, because I'm like, we could just turn around and go back out, (laughs) because there's... That was like, standing room only, packed to the gills, it's like, no, no. Yeah. Uh, But I did... We had dinner with Sarah York that night, which was awesome, because we hadn't seen Sarah in... A long, long time. Probably a couple years. Yeah, a long time. Um, So it was awesome catching up with her. And then I took one step downstairs uh, for the Spec Ops Spice and Speakeasy Roaring Twenties party. Before the party even opened its doors, I went down just to catch Heidi Cullinan and Jordan Hawkins line because they cosplayed Victor and Yuri uh, from Yuri on Ice <laughs> at the Roaring Twenties party. They they were coming up with a story that they wanted. They time traveled back <laughs> to get some skating moves from the 20s to bring forward into a Yuri program. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and I loved, they looked great. Yeah. I, I totally enjoyed that. Um, Friday. Friday was a little um, less busy, I think, for us. Mm-hmm. Um, the panels were spread out a little bit more. We deliberately left ourselves um, space for lunch. And then we also had our meeting with Sherry uh, in the afternoon as well. Yes. That kind of curtailed some of our normal activity. Uh, we did go to a panel in the morning uh, called Digital DIY Pros and Cons of Self-Publishing, which had Mark LeFay from Kobo and also Mark Coker from Smashwords um, giving some of the lay of the land, talking about like how subscription models were playing into things, how Amazon, you know, their place in the market and where Smashwords and Kobo kind of feed into that for authors to think about. Uh, it was an interesting panel, yeah. and it was it was nice to hear from them together uh, on where things are. And then we had to go do our panel. Yes, we gave the most boring and unimaginatively titled presentation in all of RT. We did our panel, Podcasting 101. And how did it go? I think it went really well. I th- <laughs> we had we had a room that we know seated eighty, yes, and I don't know an official count, but I feel like we had half that room full. Mm-hmm. We had a very engaged audience, which was awesome. They were people were sitting there taking notes, even though we told them they could download that presentation. They were still taking notes. They were asking questions from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we presented well. 
If, um, if, if we don't say so ourselves. Well, you know, I felt like coming off of Dream Spinner's author workshop where we piloted this out, I felt like our presentation was a little clunky. And <laughs> to, we, to put it mildly. And we yes. came home and we, we adjusted some portions of it. But not only did we adjust some of the content, but we adjusted our presentation style and I think it worked. Yes, I, I um, agree. And, and again, here, the number of people that came up to us afterwards to talk to us, to get some more information, uh, because either they wanted to be guests or they wanted to start their own shows or just to say hi, thank you for doing this, and some nice Facebook feedback, too. Uh, it seemed like something that at least had a place there for people to think about it. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you. If anyone... If anyone who is listening right now actually went to this panel, uh, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for being a terrific audience. Um, uh, like I said earlier, I didn't really go into this with any, you know, grand expectations. Frankly, I had I don't think either one of us really knew what to expect. Um, we were hoping just one person would show at, up. At least one person would show up, maybe. <laughs> um, but we had uh, a, a room half filled, um, which I am incredibly grateful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's not a, a loss in, in our minds at all. No. We had a, a room of about 40 people who seemed really interested and engaged. They asked some great questions. Uh, I think the panel went really, really well. I'm super I, yeah. I can't say anything more than I'm just really happy with how it went. Yeah. And I'll say to our to our audience, whether you went to RT or not, if you do want our Podcasting 101 presentation, uh, it is available at biggayfictionpodcast.com slash podcasting101. And it'll just live on the site forever, and it, it does have tips and tricks for being a guest and starting a show, and you know we make it available to whoever wants it now that it's out there. Mm-hmm. So once we got our panel out of the way... Uh, successfully done. We went and had lunch with an author friend of ours, Casey Wells. We love Casey. Um, I'd been having coffee with Casey every morning since I think Tuesday. <laughs> Pretty much. Because <laughs> um, she she flew over from the UK, so there were her her first days in the States. Of course, she's transitioning to, to being on Eastern time instead of UK time. So she was up early anyway, and I get up early, and we, were, we met down for coffee several times and, and watched... The pretty man get his coffee. There were cover bottles everywhere. <laughs> Beautiful men abound, especially on Friday. But there was this one uh, named Stuart who we'd seen from day one. And KC was finally in line with him, next to him on Friday, getting her coffee and talked to him. Found out that he actually lived, grew up pretty near where she lives in the UK. And I ended up and got to talk with him for a few minutes. So not only is he pretty, he's got an accent. <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we got to hang out with KC, which was groovy. I think she is one of our very favorite people. Uh, most definitely. After we had lunch, we went to the Smashwords 2017 survey. That was given by Mark from Smashwords. Um, it was... Uh, well, I, I don't know why I'm hesitating here. Uh, it was chock full, literally chock full of information yeah. about the state of publishing, uh, primarily um, self-publishing. I was, I need to find it, to poke around and see if he's making that deck available uh-huh. for consumption. I snapped a few pictures of slides 
I was particularly interested to see that very high ranking of LGBT fiction mm-hmm. in some of his slides. In some places, this was regarding specifically pre-orders, if I remember correctly, that LGBT fiction places high on on successful pre-orders, uh, ahead of even romance, which was like at 25% uh, for pre-order purchases. So I need to dig more into that before I try to speak to it in any cognitive way on the show, but... Mm-hmm. I was interested in that. And some other data that he threw out was just fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, that any authors should definitely try to get a hold of that deck if it's available. I think uh, it, it should be, uh, if it's not available now, it should be soon. I think he unveiled the 2017 yeah. survey specifically here at RT. So, yeah. It was basically, um, he was supposed to do it for an hour. And it ended up running about 90 minutes um, just because there was... Uh, so much information to geek out over, uh, and people were asking questions. Yeah. And, and people um, were geeking out. There were very few people that left, and I think I, th- I suspect of the people that left is because they had to be somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was that was uh, really the end of our panels for RT was that one, and, and on a very high note. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got to close out with dinner with Poppy Dennison and uh, ABD Martino, who we love. She turns up at a lot of events, and. Uh, Charlie Cochet and Sue Kellett. Yeah. Yeah, so that was fun. I really enjoyed the dinners. We don't always go out to dinners when we're doing conventions, and I'm glad most days we got out and dinnered with somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was it was tremendous. I would do RT again uh, in a heartbeat. I really liked especially the ability to learn so much. There were times to network and times to see readers, Definitely. And there were times to get in there and learn stuff. And we don't get that. No dig on GRL at all, but that's not what GRL is. There's no learning there, and I like that there's learning here. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said before, uh, something for everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. Pretty. It was a pretty uh, remarkable event, uh, and I really had a lot of fun. I think. Um, I think we know ourselves pretty well. Uh, and we paced ourselves. Um, we stayed hydrated. Uh, we stayed on task and went and saw the things that we were specifically interested in. Uh, and it was a really wonderful experience. Yeah. But I don't think we cheated ourselves out of oh no ad hoc moments. No, no, no. We, I know we skipped something, and I don't know what it is anymore. But we, we didn't go somewhere we had tagged in our agenda because we met Mark from Kobo. Yeah. But that was a totally great ad hoc moment that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been at RT. Uh, we should mention that Friday did not end RT. Uh, Saturday, there was the huge book signing with like 500 authors signing books and greeting fans. And Dream Spinner sponsored the Fantastic Day yes. event, I mm-hmm. believe is what it's called. Um, so there were things going on on Saturday. And even on Sunday, as we're recording this, uh, the RT signing. Uh, no, <clears throat> The YA signing is happening mm-hmm. uh, as well. So I'm, I'm a little, I'm a mix of disappointed that we left yesterday and didn't stay for the signing. Um, not so much, I, I didn't want to sign. I don't really, I, I didn't think I had a reason to sign this year, but I would have definitely seen some authors. I know L. Kennedy showed up at one point and I would have totally geeked out <laughs> to meet her and have her sign the two books that Serena signed yeah. earlier. Yeah. But, you know, maybe 
maybe next year, maybe 2019 or 18 or yeah, something like that. Now, we didn't get to, like, we didn't really do uh, any uh, live um, broadcasting from the event. Uh, was was your talk with the ladies from Bold Strokes? Was that did you do that on Facebook Live? Did not do it live. I I okay. recorded it and then okay. uploaded it because the the Wi-Fi down in the convention levels oh, well, was true. more sketchy. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't want to do a live and then either have the audio skip out, which could happen, mm-hmm. or it be stupid. Yeah. Uh, but do go. There's a lot of photos. There are a lot of there's two videos that we put up. Plus the live stream of the holding out for a hero panel is all on big gay uh, is all on facebook.com slash big gay fiction podcast and you can scroll back in the timeline and see that stuff and I'm gonna try and consolidate it into a uh, RT uh, album before yeah. the show goes out so if I'm successful on that you'll find that link in the show notes depending on how how much Facebook likes me today <laughs> awesome so yeah I think I think we've recapped the RTness now. Did you know that podcasts love to get reviews too? Taking a moment to leave a review about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast helps us with the show's visibility online. Please take a moment to visit iTunes and leave a review. Your comments help other readers of gay romance discover this show. Thanks for helping us spread the word about the Big Gay Fiction Podcast. So, wow, we filled the whole show just on our own. (laughs) (laughs) We have not done that in a while. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you're not too tired of us. Uh, once again, before we close things out, be sure to go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com and check on the link for this week's episode for the Rafflecopter for the RT uh, gift bag giveaway. Yes, that'll run for just this week. Yeah, seven days. That's all you got. Okay. And I'm going to take a moment here at the end of the podcast yes. to thank Terry Michaels. Oh, gosh, yes. Because she is the one who, at the DSP workshop in 20, this is 2016 this year, or are we in 17? What the hell? We're, we're in 17. We're in, so the DSP workshop in 2016, back when this podcast was a wee tot, yeah. said, you know, you guys should think about submitting a panel to come to RT and talk about podcasting. <laughs> She is the whole reason that we took the leap this year to go to RT, and it was fabulous. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Terry. Yes, thank you very much. We really appreciate all your hard work on this event. Uh, yeah, and not to mention all of her hard work and everybody else's, because she is the director of all that programming that went on mm-hmm. uh, this week, and that's a big undertaking, and she did a great job with it. Yes, she's probably going to be resting one day, and then she'll start planning next year. No doubt. <laughs> Anyway, I think that'll do it for this week. Coming up in episode 83, Brandolin will be back with summertime book recommendations. Yeah, we look forward to that. Absolutely. That should be good. Okay, guys, until next time, please keep reading, and we'll talk at you next time. For detailed show notes and the complete episode backlist, go to BigGayFictionPodcast.com. New episodes are available every Monday on all major podcast distributors and YouTube. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.